Shalom, Shabbat Shalom from the heart of Yerushalayim, Parashat Shlach or Shlach Lecha. Um, it's an amazing parasha and we'll get to it in a second. But I have to tell you this week has been so special uh, and I'm not going to get into maybe some of the sensitive issues of dual loyalty and uh, how many years Jonathan Pollard sat and compared to other Russian spies and what he did for Am Yisrael. The reality is that he is back here in Israel and this week uh, I'm relating to everyone that he really and truly came back home. Atirat Konim brought Jonathan Pollard in fact, he really wanted to come, him and Esther, uh, to Kfar Manim, to the old Yemenite village of Shiloach. Some of you who have been on tour and who read these new letters knows that one of the buildings, in fact, the first building was called Bet Yonatan, the house of Jonathan, dedicated, in fact, for him. 20 years ago, after he had already sat uh, 10 or more years in jail, um, we knew we were going back to the old Yemenite village and we were going to redeem the Yemenite village, reclaim it, return Jewish life that area, and uh, Mati Danz had spoken to him while he was in jail when he was with Esther. And it was decided that in the same way that we were going to redeem uh, lands and houses in the United Village, so too he would be redeemed. And we decided then to actually name the first building that we moved into the House of Jonathan. For those who have been there, you may remember the long flag, uh, the collar upstairs, the nursery, the beautiful view. Uh, since then, we've come a long way, and thank God, since then, um, he went through a lot, and with Mesirut uh, Nefesh, Gvura, and Emona, primarily Emona, belief in the fact that what he did was right, belief in the fact that one day he would be released, notwithstanding the fact that they wanted to break him in the American jail. Uh, he is home today, and uh, he has fulfilled his dream. Those of you who saw the article in Arutsheva would know that uh, he mentioned, which I didn't even know, uh, that he had two things in his uh, cell locker in the, in the wall. And one of them was the picture of Esther, and the other one was a picture of Bet Yonatan, waiting and dreaming for the day that he would be in Israel with Esther and come to Bet Yonatan. He fulfilled that dream this week. Uh, we had a hundred children with Israeli flags singing for him as he got out the, uh, the vehicle, uh, the security vehicle, which he found a little bit strange that in the heart of Yerushalayim we need a security vehicle just to go to a neighborhood in Jerusalem. Um, and he was greeted with the warmth, uh, the love of the children and the families who live in Kfar Temenim. We met some of the families in Bet Yonatam. We then walked to the, uh, the Beit Knesset, uh, the Lamb Heritage Center and uh, Beit Knesset itself. The, the sanctuary was also named for, uh, for Jonathan Bet Yonatan. And it, is, it, it was, the day was emotional, it was special for the families. I've been getting uh, notes and WhatsApp messages from the families and even some of the children who were sending messages, praying for him. And of course, uh, Teret Kunim organized that for the, for the Chagim that we would all send uh, uh, greetings and brachot and pictures from the children, some of whom who've uh, grown up. But everyone happy to see him there. Um, I think that's actually a good way to start off something about the parasha because if there is someone who talks so positively and loves Eretz Yisrael, that is uh, Jonathan and Esther Pollard. But this week's parasha, it is, from my point of view, I think one of the most important parashas vis-a-vis lessons for each generation. Everyone knows the story for a start. The question is, what is really the true lessons of this parasha? Of course, the essence of the parasha is all about the spies, the Miraglim, who were sent to get information. Maybe Hashem didn't. Hashem obviously didn't really need the spies to go, but it was something that Am Yisrael wanted, and eventually it was agreed upon by Moshe, let's send the spies. Twelve spies, one from each tribe. Even there was someone from Yehuda, 
Um, as we know, there was Kalev, Kalev ben Yifuneh, Yoshua ben Nun from Ephraim, that's the Yosef side, and 10 others. 12 spies they went, and they were meant to bring back some facts. What did they do? They came back with an opinion. They came back with thoughts. Oi, I don't think we can do it. It's not appropriate. Why did Hashem bring us here? This is not right. We can't, we can't do what we thought we could do. There are giants there. Uh, not only say they were giants there, we saw these giants, the sons of giants, Hanefilim, Bnei Anak, Min Hanefilim. And then comes the words that set the stage for everything. And in our eyes, we were like these little nothing grasshoppers. And so we were in their eyes. Now, yes, it's true. There was Lashon Hara, there was gossip, there was speaking against uh, Eretz Israel, And the truth is, that's why they were punished. We know they came back. It wasn't just an issue of Emunah. Clearly, there was an issue of Emunah. But that's not why they were punished. They were punished, that generation, and for 40 years, that whole generation weren't allowed to come into Eretz Israel. It was a 40-year punishment for the 40 days that they were traveling around and looking and gathering information and getting all the amazing fruits, beautiful range and huge fruit that came out of Eretz Israel, Eretz Tovaru Chava. Yes, they saw and they brought back the truth, but they gave their opinion. They spoke Lashon Hara and... Within that, as a result of it, as we know, what was the punishment? That generation would die out. Only the new generation would come in. And God says, you're crying? You're crying on this night, which happened to be, by the way, Tisha B'Av. I don't know how many of you realize it, but Tisha B'Av was the day the Meraglin came back. The whole story of the, of, of the Bet Hamidash being destroyed, the first Bet Hamidash, the second Bet Hamidash, Inquisitions, the First World War that ultimately led to the Second World War. Who knows how many pogroms and riots in that period? Even Gush Katif. Destruction of 10,000 people's lives also happened in this period of the, uh, the three weeks and the nine days and Tisha B'Av, etc. But it all started with this Lashon Hara against Eretz Israel. It started with their belief that we as a nation didn't have greatness and power. Who are we? Who are we? we we're, we're nothing. We can't do it. We don't have belief in ourselves when you, they saw themselves and that pasuk again, I'll say it again, we were in our own eyes like Chagavim. When you see yourself as someone small, if you're not sure of your derech, if you're wavering, who are we? We're nothing. Maybe we've taken someone's land. What are we here today? Maybe we shouldn't be here. Maybe it does belong to the Palestinians. You're not sure, if you're not sure in yourself, You'll be eaten for breakfast like a grasshopper. Not that it's, in fact, it's even kosher for some, for me, Yemenites. But if you don't believe strongly in yourself, if we don't believe as a people that we have power, greatness, justification for our right to be here in Eretz Israel, if we don't believe in ourselves, then of course the world's not going to believe in us. If we scream from the rooftops, from the United Nations, in our communities, around the world, if we make statements, make statements for sure by, by coming to Eretz Yisrael and not rejecting Eretz Yisrael, not staying in the Galut. But if we scream from the rooftops that Eretz Yisrael belongs only to Am Yisrael, there's no such thing as a Palestinian people, as an Arab nation that had any type of sovereign rights here, this land was empty. Ask Mark Twain. If you can't ask him, read his books. There was nothing here. You don't need to be a genius. There's never been a Palestinian people. There's never been a Palestinian nation. There's never been a Palestinian country. In fact, the only Palestine I know about was the Jewish national homeland that the uh, nations of the world, the League of Nations, as it was called in the 1920s, San Remo and other times in that whole period, including the British, by the way, declared that Palestine was the Jewish national homeland. 
So who are these people today pretending that there's a Palestinian people? Who are this world screaming about free Palestine? Free Palestine? Free Palestine for the Jewish people. That's the only Palestine I know about. It's just unbelievable. And it all comes about because of this same sin. The sin and the weakness, the sin of Lashon Ara against Eretz Israel, but it's within that is also the weakness, not believing ourselves and believing in ourselves, believing that Hashem gave it to us and that this is our land. When we don't see ourselves as chagavim, as little grasshoppers, or as little ants, or as little nothings, but we see ourselves as a strong, b'nei Avraham Yitzchak v'Yaakov, we are the sons of God, we are the people of God that has been given in the covenant, in the Brit, Eretz Yisrael. And when we believe in ourselves, there's nothing that the world can do about it. They will fall to the wayside like nothing. We don't have to be afraid of numbers, of anger, of violence, of terror, of millions of Arabs, of, of nothing. We can't sit back and rely on Hashem. You have to have emun of Hashem, but actually do something yourselves. That's true. But we have to believe in ourselves that they're nothing. It's like a, a, a like the haystack. In one, I don't remember exactly which haftarah it was, but they're like the haystack. They are like hay and straw. You can have thousands and thousands of huge mounds of straw and hay, but a little flicker of flame of the Jew, the pintle yid with his flame, makes it into nothing. It goes down, and within seconds, it's all gone. That's the message from the Parsha. I wish everyone a mamash, a special, special Shabbat Shalom. Read it. Look at that Pasuk. Hear what I have to say. And then tell it over, over and over again to your children, to your grandchildren, to your great-grandchildren from the rooftops. This is the Parsha where we prove to ourselves who we are and we stand up strong with our chest out. No, we are not Chagavim. We are, not, we are not nothing in our own eyes. We are strong, we are Am Yisrael, and we are, have justice and morality behind what we do, what we say, and how we act, especially here in Eretz Yisrael. Shabbat Shalom Lekulam.